0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast or your least favorite podcast. I don't fucking know. Uh, Murder Blows, F-word in the intro. That's how we roll here. Um, Tonight, Cody has a special guest. No spoilers, except there is kind of a spoiler. As per usual, I'm joined with my much more sober and much more uh, coherent host, co-host. I'm Violet, and I'm joined by... Cody. Maisie. Sasha. Sasha.
1: And Jessica. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Uh buckle up, bitches. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> <Keep it. laughs> crazy crazy fucking morning um I was putting my makeup on uh I was on my eyeliner and uh everything was going fine and literally my I used one of the markers right Mm -hmm. and it was just like hey you know what would be so much fun is if I let out every bit of liquid in my pen form all at once (laughs) and it literally filled my eye with eyeliner ink and i started crying black tears it looked like a hawthorne heights music video high 2007 how the hilaria
1: wow oh god dude it was
0: it's not working the headphone uh, anyways um so yeah so i had to just i had 10 minutes before i had to leave and i was like there's no chance um so i took all my makeup off and I, I don't know. Do do women call call it free balling when they don't wear makeup to work? Because that's what I want to call it. Well, I've I been free know. balling
2: for years. Just <laughs> <laughs> <It's hard
3: laughs>
0: to say, I want to know why we live in a world that you gotta wear makeup.
2: Not me, fam. That ain't it, chief.
0: I just like to wear it, but like this morning after that happened, I was like, "Why do women do this?" Like I could have gone blind. I thought it, <laughs> I just literally like, yeah, it was is bad. <gasps> Cody hello hi
4: guys i have our guest today hello hi guest Jessica's here hi wait 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 wait. wait. oh
0: there's video i i thought you called her guestica and i was like that is so witty no i'm not that
1: cool
0: (laughs) okay great
3: (laughs) (laughs) i just remembered i have therapy tomorrow yay
2: i never (sighs) think that i'm like gosh shit i got therapy tomorrow no, it was definitely
3: sarcasm because I tried oh. to cancel it and she wasn't having it, and I was like, "You tried to break <laughs> up
2: with me." Yeah, remember? <laughs> remember that? Yep. I
4: am like
1: dead tired, sick.
4: Everybody is like, "Ever?" I, I am. It's just raining. It just won't stop raining. It will
1: not stop raining. That is one hundred percent accurate.
3: Help. Um, I guess before we go too far, uh, Jessica, do you want to, <laughs> that is pretty witty, um, <laughs> too bad it was an accident, uh, do you want to introduce yourself to the podcast so people can know your voice?
1: My name is Jessica, I am Cody's friend, I've worked and known her for, Ever. forever, for a very long time. <laughs> time period. And... Your ringtone is fire. That's That's my favorite. (laughs) That's Cody's ringtone. My ringtone is duck. Oh, okay. (laughs) my alarm. I have to use the duck. It's time to record. Where where I work is very loud, and it's the only one I can hear over people's voices.
3: (laughs) Nice. Weird. That's the one I hear the least. Does mine have a duck option?
1: I don't think it's called duck. Um, also backstory when Cody was doing her too close for comfort stories and she talked about the friend whose mom was killed. That was my mom.
3: Oh oh yeah. I don't know how to respond to that. You are a very wonderful, strong human being and that was a shitty thing to happen. So
1: it, it really was. And I think. I'm allowed to know and see because technically it's still considered an unsolved case because the person who was tried for her murder was acquitted, Mm. but we all know it was him. But anyways, um, Cody and I were going to try to delve into that perhaps maybe at a future date for a future podcast. Cause she kind of only went through the case like quickly. Right. Nobody fun. But I have to get my sister's permission cuz I don't want her to stumble upon it, which is very highly unlikely, but still possible and right. then get pissed at me. It's really ho- hard to hold a podcast a secret. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know my <laughs> office mates found out today.
4: Already? Uh-oh. That's fast. Yeah, but- well, last week I had to hide in the closet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
1: I would make an R. Kelly joke. I know, and you kept really saying you were article. in the closet, and I kept wanting to yell at the podcast that you needed to come out of the closet.
3: Yeah. Come out of the cl- I mean, some of us podcast from the office, so it's fine.
1: That's true. Okay. That's the bathroom. I, I fib. The ringtone actually is called Duck. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty hard.
1: Found it. And my no, text is Clownhorn.
3: Oh no i wouldn't have so much anxiety (laughs) (laughs) i don't even care
1: about clowns but it's loud again so i can hear it yes i love it
4: how has everyone's week gone (laughs) i've just been so tired and taking a lot of naps naps are good i
2: can't nap i'm
4: not
1: a napper once i'm down i'm down did it mean- i'm tired because i work 60 hours a week Nope. i have a <laughs> newborn she turns five months oh congratulations yeah and she's also my fourth so i have three other kids i have to take care of can oh. i, can I say nope <laughs> <laughs> how it's great
0: for people but for it, you- it's a hard no from violence
3: <laughs> how do you live Because, like, I can't take care of myself, and I work 38 hours a week.
1: I have a pretty fair husband and an amazing oldest son who's 15, and he loves, loves, loves his baby sister and watches her for Mm -hmm. me constantly. Wow. (laughs) So cute. My heart's ripping out. Ew, gross! This is in the Valentine's Day he's, episode. She's pretty amazing. Like I have to say all the time, Connor, please stop kissing your sister all the time. Aww. <laughs> and he says, "I can't help it. I love her so much." Oh. My my ovaries
0: are exploding. In like a good way. Mine are too, but I'm only on my period. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm cold and dead inside, and just bleeding. <laughs> I recommend if you have more than one kid, have a really an older one and then wait a really long time and have another one. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. That's as someone who's it. 12 years older, I did babysit a lot, but I do love my baby sister. Like, I just love her so much.
1: See? Exactly.
3: She was supposed to text me the fabric she picked out for her curtains and she didn't. That bitch. Rude.
4: is this the last time we're recording for a while yes three weeks right Uh uh-huh it's gonna be so weird i don't know if i feel weird about
3: it or the eye drops that they put in for my numbing stuff i just got back from the eye
2: it feels very
3: weird uh my eyeball looks like a highlighter it's very
0: exciting
3: oh what like they were like neon
0: yellow Anyway. Look, our eyes are all makeup today. Mine was just crying black and <laughs> yours is a, a highlighter, a Jeffree Star liquid frost highlighter.
3: Oh no, like <laughs> like a, a beak highlighter, oh.
0: like, like <laughs> makeup queen. Fair enough. I'll go back into my chicken nugget hole. Mm, chicken nuggets.
3: Uh, no, I felt so dumb though. I put in my contact lens or she puts them in for me, which is like the first optometrist I've ever had. Like normally they're like, we have to see if you know how to do this. And I'm like, I'm almost 30. I can put in my contact lenses, but she has it for me. And I was like, oh my God, these feel so much better than my other ones. She goes, your eyes
2: are still numb. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I don't know if I like somebody putting in my contacts for me. That's my
3: thought. <laughs> the initial thing that almost came out of my mouth was, "I wish I could just pay people to do everything for me, like my hair and my makeup, and put my contacts in."
2: So no, you want to be but a the... Kardashian?
3: No, I really don't. I just <laughs> mm, I want to go. Trisha, yes, yeah, I could be a
0: paytas She's all good. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I know three Petases. I could be one (laughs) Paytas.
2: Now you you know a (laughs) fourth.
0: Sasha (laughs) got back. Sasha (laughs) (laughs) Paytas.
3: If getting my makeup tattooed didn't hurt and I didn't change my mind on how I like my makeup done, and if a blowout didn't take two hours and cost a butt ton of money, and if I could literally just get someone to put contacts in my eyeballs, I would do that so fast. I wonder if Jeremiah will put my contacts in. Ugh. Ew. He's taken him out
0: before. Oh. Phyla, <laughs> do remember I, that lovely moment? I might have blocked it out of my brain because I hated it so much. <laughs> I I just, I think, like, I just remember vague me screaming, I really love how much you la- guys love each other, but if I look at this, I will throw up. <laughs> so oh. I was wearing contacts on my wedding night. Or,
3: well, I guess our wedding party night, whatever. And I got my fingernails done into, like, little claws because... Yeah. I love it. Well, fun fact. <laughs> drunk Sasha cannot get her contacts out with claws.
2: It was oh. great.
4: Oh. So <laughs>
2: I don't know if Shana. I told this story already, but when Shayna came to visit me, uh we went out and we got pretty drunk, but in like a great way. And we came home and she was like, I cannot take out my contacts. And John was like, Don't worry, I got you. And I was like, I'm uncomfortable because this is I'm well, eyes, no. So, John, like, oh my, lays Shayna's head over the, we don't have a tub, we have, like, a shower, so it's just, like, a little, whoop, like, a little curb. A lip. A lip, yeah, and he hangs her head over the lip, and he is, like, she's laying down on her back, he's on all fours, and he's, like, surgical style, hanging over her eye, and he puts out her contacts, and she's not freaking out, he's not freaking out, but I'm like, oh my god, ew, ew, hurry, get it out, ew. <laughs> like, <I'm> freaking out. <laughs>
3: I'm not sure I'm seeing this right. She's laying on her back. Yes. In the shower?
2: She Okay, she's... Okay, this is weird. I realize I told that weird. We walked in, we all have our clothes on, and she was like, she stumbles in and she's like, I have to take my contacts out. So John's like, I'll help you. And she just like, lays down. Okay, yes, I yeah. love Shayna. Yeah, she just lays down. Did you really would love Shana? She's the best. She is the best. I think she are listening. Shout out to Shane. We're I don't best know if she does, but she'll like say stuff every once in a while that I'm like, I feel like you listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to be the one that's like, do you listen to my podcast? But hey, but, we're, hey. We're, we're all just out here trying to live our best lives, whatever hobby that might entail. For me, it's murder. My
0: uh, coworker is already <laughs> in love with Cody. Um, Aww. I hope they don't listen to the podcast. I was very clear. I was like, so political. We're so political, like real
4: political. Political. Congratulations to Bernie Sanders, my favorite grandpa in the whole world. I can say that because my grandpa died last summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have any grandpas left. So right. to <laughs> Bernie.
3: Bernie, mm. <laughs> I've never had a grandpa, and I feel like I
0: should have a favorite grandpa. Just
4: Ooh. saying, Bernie's pretty cool. Pick Bernie, I like that Johnny know.
0: Knoxville movie, Bad Grandpa. I think that would be my favorite grandpa.
3: <laughs> I mean, Bernie's cool, but I want a grandpa that's like, I bought you your favorite ice cream so we can watch TV for ever, And I'll play chess and scrabble with you. because oh.
2: Do you want the diabetes man to be a grandpa? Because I no. get those vibes from him. Mm-mm, nope. I you know like
0: that guy. I still, yeah, to this day, it. think that the diabetes guy is in this horror movie I watch called Hatchet. <laughs> and He dies in, like, a really horrific way. So does his wife in the movie. But every time I see him, I'm like, is that the diabetes guy? Like, it, did his wife really just get her head ripped off from her mouth? Like, like, he, like, puts his hands in her mouth and, like, pulls and, like, blood. And anyways... That wasn't Blood? important. <laughs> Blood? I oh, wanna know. know. It's a great, bad movie. It's very fun. Um, there was no point to this. Carry on. Mm-hmm.
2: What's the name of the movie?
0: Hatchet. Whoa. What does Violet keep in her car, everybody?
3: A Hatchet. Machete.
0: <laughs> Machete's next to the bed. Sorry, I get confused.
3: It's all right. I thought this was like <laughs> one of those, like, how do you spell yes? Like, Y-E-S. How do you spell... Like, what does E-Y-E-S spell? E S? No, it's eyes.
0: What? <laughs> then,
3: Are you okay? I thought it was like a distraction thing where oh. she's like, hatchet. Now, what do I keep in my car? And everyone's going to be like, hatchet. And I'm like, no, machete. <laughs> wrong, bitch. <laughs> but I was wrong.
0: Always was anticipating like, your
2: next move.
0: Hey, there we go. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'll upgrade one day,
2: you know?
0: Hatchets are just harder to or machetes are just harder to conceal.
2: Conceal? Don't I don't do think it. he's in that movie, Violet. Don't let
0: Damn. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. so the reason how um my coworkers found out about the podcast because apparently half of a body was found in uh Bowling Green, Kentucky. What? Come again? What half? What half? i don't know i didn't get to research it at all i was like i really need to research this before my podcast and i said it out loud and everyone was like what is podcasts because they're all in their
2: like
0: (laughs) 40s like late 40s and uh it's a radio show that
3: you want to listen to
0: pretty much i was like it it's kind of like a radio show i'm like well what are you doing on I was like, uh, true crime? And I was like, oh, I love forensic files. And I was like, me too. <laughs> <sighs> so that's my story. I thought it was going to be so much more interesting. I love it.
3: I am trying to Google this. Okay, so <laughs> I was getting into the, my Lyft right home and, uh the guy sucked, so I was like, cool, more time to read. And I got a notification on Twitter that just says, like, a Coast Guard lieutenant was planning a terrorist attack, and he was a white supremacist and, like, all this stuff, so I was, like, really into it. The moral of the story, though, is in his, like, uh, detention hearing, they brought up, like, all the shit he's Googled, and I was like, "Oh, Oh, no! (laughs) It is, like, exhibit A through AZ, like, it is a lot of shit, and I'm like, I've not Googled any of these things, but I just Googled half-body bowling greens, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, hey, you can't blame us. I got questions. And then my coworker's having a baby, and he was, like, joking, and he says, I'm going to ask the OBGYN what the going, body, or going value of a newborn is on the black market. And I was like, oh, let me just find out. And I, like, kind of Googled it. Um the answer is one hundred and eighty thousand dollars, if we are blonde and with blue eyes oh
0: damn those aryan jews getting it right. my god check out to my people
3: so, i mean though my thought process <laughs> there is like i'm never having children so like it's not like if i had a child and it mysteriously disappeared it would be pegged because like, <gasps> messed one step one
2: what the um, fuck? what
3: this <laughs> is just so disturbing <laughs> I am not having children, so I thought I was the best one to Google that.
0: fair. I mean, but maybe no. maybe that makes you the worst because maybe you're looking for a baby.
1: You're <laughs> <laughs> looking for all a my baby? babies have been born with black hair, so I don't know. Muted. I thought it was muted. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm <laughs> muted. You told me I could. Are they We're blonde now? I'm very
3: curious.
1: <laughs> I have light. Brown hair, like dark blonde hair, but my husband is um, his family's from Greece, Hell so yeah. they all have black <laughs> hair and brown eyes and olive, olive skin. skin. Yep. Oh my God. And I am black part hair. albino with my whiteness, and only one of my kids has my pale skin. Two of them have blue eyes and light hair. My daughter has brown eyes like her dad and olive skin. She can walk outside for five minutes and end up with a tan that you're like what the fuck has just happened? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I I don't know about her yet. She still has black hair but her eye, I don't know what color her eyes will be.
3: She was born with black hair and then it turned blonde and then it turned brown. So who the heck knows?
2: my every
3: that's 2016 i was like oh the body was identified damn it oh still googling please please hold well don't hold but
2: you're the editor (laughs) yeah don't hold
3: i don't want to edit i've got four podcasts to edit (laughs) oh no it's okay i love you guys (laughs) the ultimate crunch time it's not that bad. I am not studying. I am fine. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Is great, that is true. I am also trying to sell stuff on Facebook Marketplace, which just makes me think that I am gonna die. But
2: how is that going? Um, it's okay.
1: Have you sold anything? Because I can't sell anything. I've put like four things on there, and nobody ever messages me. I've sold everything but two things. One thing, two things.
3: One's Jeremiah's. But he's so sweet. I put I was just tired of his fucking game chair being in the guest room and I was like I sold your guest, your your game chair and he was like, "Oh, I'll pay you a finder's fee." And I was like, huh. All of this money is our money anyway, but thank you.
2: <laughs> I'll Venmo you." Okay. <laughs> it's funny, right? Just Venmo just <laughs> That's very funny. Mm-hmm.
4: Do you guys hear a TV in the background? No. Okay, good.
2: Very professional.
1: We're at Cody's shop and they're watching Men in Black out in the store. Here
0: come the men in
2: Is it the Will Smith one?
1: Uh, uh,
0: yes. Hot right. take. Yeah. A hot take.
2: Can I guess what it's about? Yeah, go ahead. Is it Will Smith being the genie?
0: Not, oh God, that's not a hot take. That's awful. That's a
2: garbage take. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Never mind.
2: No, well, even hotter take. I don't like
0: Will Smith. Uh, but <laughs> I know, I know, it's real gross. Um, but yeah. uh, but no. Um, hot take. I like Men in Black Two better than any Men in Black. I love Men in Black Two so much. I used to. Oh. I everyone hated me so much that I liked Men in Black Two more than the first. If that makes sense, like thought it was such a dog shit opinion that they named me off of one of the worst characters in the movie to them it was like my nickname for like three years
2: whoa get yeah new friends well i did surprise beaches. and now
0: we're here By get new friends i mean i don't have any except for you guys
1: <laughs> i don't know and... if i like it better than men in black one but i like men in black two I love Men in Black 2 so much.
2: I don't think I've ever seen Men in Black 2 sober. So I Um, can watch it and come back to you.
0: you You're missing (laughs) out. It is a treat. I should put here I'm super, 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 super biased because Johnny Knoxville is in it. said I like Johnny Knoxville's character in that movie. Me too. Scrab. That was my nickname. (laughs) I felt like I knew that. Yeah, they called me Scrad. Scrab. And then Snarky Pop because I had a really big crush on the lead singer, the Bloodhound Gang. It was a weird time in my life. <laughs> I was like, tell us more. <laughs> For those of you that don't listen to the Bloodhound Gang, um
1: <laughs> you wouldn't me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. That was uh their their hot hot hit in. God, For a hot movie. minute.
0: Yeah, everyone loved that song, and then I was like, man, that song's great, and then I bought all of their albums, <laughs> and everyone was like, wow, Violet is a 12-year-old boy in disguise, constantly laughing at the part, <laughs> and dick jokes, and it's true. I actually had tickets to go see them in concert. I'm very glad I didn't, though. Very glad I didn't. Um, the guitarist Evil Jared, I watched a video of the concert I almost went to, Um he pooped in his hand and then put it on the lead singer's head and then they let the poop run down his face for the rest of the show.
1: <laughs> yeah. What? The I've ever heard in my I could not get behind that at all. <laughs> no. I mean, I still listen to them. I was literally
0: listening to them today, but I'm very glad I didn't go see them in concert. <laughs> oh my
2: gosh. John sings part of the song all the time. The Bad Touch song or... Yes, that's it's, funny. It's I had to. It. I never know what anyone's talking about, so I'm just constantly googling. And I googled <laughs> them. And that's yeah, that video he's made me watch before.
3: Macy, Macy is. I never know what anyone is saying. I'm always googling. Years old.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Macy,
0: it's is it bad that when you were like, "Oh, John has shown me this video," I was like, "I feel like that's something really odd that I would bond over." with John. Like, John would be like, man, you know What's what this? band I miss? The Bloodhound Gang. And I'd be like, oh god. <laughs>
2: Same. Yeah, 100%. If he was here right now in the apartment, he would be squealing that song. on. You know what else he'd be That's... doing?
3: Styling what? his hair with- He would be Canadian yelling at Eric copied. Dale. <laughs> <laughs> he would be thinking how a bad he can't get his to <laughs> Yes, but that's okay because yep. you'd be right beside him, scrubbing your lips with blank slate lip scrub.
2: Oh my god, double whammy, guys! <laughs> if this is your first episode, hi, how are you? Also, um, we're talking about our friends' uh businesses. Arcadian Grooming is pomades, and they have like a conditioning cream for your face or for your beard you have a beard, any hair that you have on your face or your head can be taken care of from a product from Arcadian Grooming. Um, It's Rainbow by our friend Eric Dale. It's very awesome stuff. I really love that you can read the label and know what the hell is inside of it. Um, Yeah, we have links to all of their shops on our social medias. You can check them out at Arcadian Grooming on Instagram, and they have a Twitter at Arcadian Grooming, and you can check out their YouTube, which I definitely recommend, which is just Arcadian Grooming. Um, They show you how they make some of their pomades, and uh, I like it a lot. They're really great. You can get 15% off with code MURDERBLOWS. And then the scrub Sasha was talking about is from our other friends at Blank Slate Labs. Um, shout out to Allie at Blank Slate. We love her, we talk about them literally every episode. Um, they have a uni oil that I use every day. I started doing okay, so sorry if this is your first episode, this isn't gonna make sense, but Sasha was saying that she uses the Arcadian conditioning cream at night and that's how her body is like, It's bedtime, bitch. I'm conditioned so, to sleep with conditioning cream. So I started doing that. So I do the conditioning cream from Arcadian. On my face at night, and then in the morning I do the uni oil. How's and it working out? It's like my skin's like hello, good morning, and then it's like good night, time for bed. Um, so we definitely recommend Blank Slate Labs. You can check them out on blankslatelabs.com, Blank Slate Labs on Instagram, Blank Slate Labs on the Twitter, and you can also use code MetaBlows for fifteen percent off of there too. Ten out of ten, recommend. Get that plug in early.
1: I'm trying to figure out this Twitter thing. I'm an old person, so I'm not cool with it.
2: (laughs) I mean, no one's cool with it. That's the point of Twitter. Like, (laughs) if Chrissy
1: Teigen can do it, you can do it. Well, I downloaded, I told Cody this because I'm on Facebook all the time and you guys are not on Facebook as Murder Blows. So I said, okay, I'm going to try to get Twitter again because I downloaded it a million years ago. And every time I log in, I get about 1,400 emails saying that my Twitter account has been hacked and I need to re-change it. And so, oh, I finally wow. just gave up because then I could never remember what password I used. Yeah. So, I finally downloaded it this last time and I've not gotten any emails, but now I always forget to use it because I've not been on it for a 100 years.
2: I mean, that's all right. Facebook just drives me up the wall. I can't look at it for more than like maybe four minutes.
1: I have that's too
0: many not... racist relatives and douchebags I went to high school with that like think we were cool, but they actually bullied me and made me like really self doubt or revel in self doubt. Maybe revel isn't the right word. Uh, but yeah, so I, I don't do Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's where that's
1: I where I got agree my with that as well.
0: Yeah, i I've, I've just never like. You can ask Maisie. I think I've deleted my Facebook so much. I'm like, I'm real tired of this. Goodbye. <laughs> but this last time, I, I think it's been gone for almost a year now.
2: Yeah, because you got rid of it kind of around when we started.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, because it was after I <clears throat> put this. went through a breakup. I wanted a break because everyone, everyone, whenever I go through a breakup, it never fails. That, like, nine random dudes come out of the woodwork, and they're just like, oh, if you need anything. I was like, cool. I've never met you in my life, or I don't talk to you. Or, like, the only thing I have talked to you about is, like, how I don't like the DC shows on TV. (laughs) But now, all of a sudden, you want to be my shoulder to cry on. I assume that's because you want the pee. (laughs) 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 And unfortunately... I have a phobia of looking at myself naked, so that will never happen. I also have a boyfriend now. I'm seriously doing so bad at this
2: podcast today. <laughs> You're not. You're doing great.
0: Sasha left me alone uninhibited, so now I can just go. Uh, mm-hmm. but, yeah, no. So it was a weird time in my life, and I was like, you know what? This time, I'm not going to let that happen. Get out of here. want to be – they were like the white knights, too, that, like, same a lady and
2: stuff. Uh, ew.
1: <laughs> oh my God.
0: Like I mean it's
1: I have a lot of groups on my Facebook that I am in and then because I live in Tennessee and all of my rest of my family is in Ohio and Michigan, so we use Facebook because then I can put pictures of the kids that they never see. Yeah. And all that. That makes sense.
0: I do miss, I have a lot of friends in like the UK and the only way we communicated was Facebook or AOL, but AOL dissipated this year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I cried so many tears when AIM died. (laughs) I went to open my app and it was like, this no longer exists. And I was like, no. (laughs) First Vine and now AIM.
1: (laughs) Google Plus is gone this year too. Oh man, Google Plus. (laughs) I know everyone's real sad about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, man,
3: it's funny that Vine made it or AOL made it longer than Vine did.
0: Dude, AOL lasted five ever. I aimed until (laughs) I literally couldn't aim
1: anymore. I met my husband on Aim. No way! Yeah.
3: (laughs) Was it, like, a random chat? Like, yo, dog, I like your username. It's real sexy. Do
1: you also They're like, It was <laughs> because you used to be able to, like, it could show you, like, people near you. And so he said that he would just be on at, like, random hours of the night. And I was on and I was near him. So he just messaged me. <laughs> and we literally started talking.
2: That seems pretty advanced for like the early 2000s. That's crazy. That's also like well, murder.
1: Yes, that's exactly what everybody in my family said. <laughs> because it wasn't the time when they would murder you. Not anymore. It's old hat. Everybody <laughs> slept with their doors unlocked, and you could
2: trust everybody
1: in your neighborhood. They were like, where'd you meet him? And I was like, on the internet.
4: Well, now it yeah. used to be like, don't get in the cars with strangers. And now it's like, literally like, if you need I a ride, in call the car with a yep. stranger. <laughs> exactly.
0: I remember those days though. I met my old drug dealer ex-boyfriend on <laughs> the internet. <laughs> but I smoked free weed for two, one year, one year. We did not make it two years. I don't know who I was getting there. Um. Uh, but yeah, not that your husband or anyone that meets online. I'm in my current boyfriend on the internet. He's swell. The internet is great. <laughs> See, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm going back to my chicken nugget hole. with No, no you're nuggets.
1: doing great. When he asked to meet me, I said, how do I know you're not an ex-murderer? <laughs> and he said, well, I know you eat cereal. How do I know you're not a cereal killer?
2: <laughs> Too shame.
1: Oh, that's so cute! <laughs> I and fucking love a pun. Seventeen years later, we're still together.
2: <laughs> oh, love that! Good job! Good answer. Serial killer, fucking hilarious! Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah, carry your carry your um axe in your car. I have a
4: fire extinguisher.
2: Your hatchet. Sorry. Are you car about hatchet, this?
0: car hatchet, car hatchet, bedside machete. Violet has trust issues. <laughs> All right, And sometimes
2: make spaghetti. That's well, your tagline what? though, Violet. Car hatchet, bedside spaghetti. Mine is, I never know what anyone's talking about, so I'm always Googling. <laughs> you
0: know, bedside oh, machete. I forget I've Google never it. had bedside machete, or bedside spaghetti. What is bedside spaghetti? Is this an old joke from the podcast that I was too drunk to remember? No
2: spaghetti, versus oh, machete. Oh, tight, tight, tight. Tight.
1: Do love spaghetti. <laughs> Confirmed. She just said tight, 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 and that reminds me when I do get on Facebook and I watch these little videos, and then they autoplay to the next video like a million times, and it always ends up on a Brooklyn, yeah. or, oh, and Brooklyn you say Nine Brooklyn. Nine. Yeah. Nine Nine cool 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 and I'm like oh my god it sounds just like the girls from the podcast That's <laughs> good. That's I good.
2: love that <laughs> the, the Andy Bittenberg sounds like us <laughs>
0: <laughs> well because Sasha goes to ta tight and then I go cool 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 uh which is half from I hot I know, rod half yes, from you. abed <laughs> from community shout out to the seven people that watch community <laughs> Um, Community. did you really how have we never bonded over this we could be Troy and Abed o- Troy and Abed in the morning only watch the first <laughs> season no I was kidding it's awkward now <laughs> they didn't have their talk show in the first season I hate this
3: oh uh, it spoiled nothing for me it's fine <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> literally this show's been dead for a long time it's also how I found out that Chevy Chase was a racist though which broke my heart Aww. you really what? broke my heart Chevy I used to love you, Chevy. No, nope, now you're a racist. Now you're a racist. Hmm. All right.
3: Dope. I was okay, I to hit some sick segues, but I don't know this. I have no.
4: Clue. Yeah, I have no clue what she's talking about. Secrets. I we didn't take the same case. Like I thought we were doing, like. Recording and then doing question and answer are too close for comfort. And then I was like, "Crap! What if we like research the same case and now we don't have?" <laughs> Wait, you two or me and you? You. What if? What if you? I will
2: be the same thing? highly impressed if we pick the same one. My anxiety okay. is freaking out right now. <laughs> try me, bitch. Try me. Okay, Whoa.
4: well, we're doing the Keddy murders.
2: Oh my god, I did not do it. This is a good one. I'm stoked. I'm muting myself. I yes!
4: suggested it. I never do, like, a good murder case, so I needed to. Like, I've been wanting to do one for a while. I always just have this weird shit going on. So I was, like, excited because I was like, oh, this is just, like, a murder case. But it has,
1: like, conspiracies in it. It has a lot of conspiracies in it. And as soon, like, I think I suggested this to her way back when like episode three was happening with you guys and then she went down the octopus, whatever yeah, that
4: thing was. The tentacle the I went on the tentacle
1: coming out of the refrigerator. <laughs> so okay, okay. we, we kind of had it started where I'm gonna do like the case in the background and then Cody's gonna do the conspiracies on it. So I used for my sources, Wikipedia, I used Ketty28.com and a YouTuber called Caitlin Rose. And then I did learn of this case from the beginning from the people that Violet loves so much, the BuzzFeed Unsolved guys. (laughs) (laughs) My BFFs but they didn't do a very good job on that one because it only left me with more questions on the case, which is why I looked into it further on my own. So to start with the background of the family is the mom. Her name is Sue Sharp. She was 36. She had five kids. John, who's 15, Sheila, who was 14. Tina, who was 12, Rick, who was 10, and Greg, who was five. With them in the story is also John's friend, Dana Wingate, who was 17, and the two youngest boys, Rick and Greg, their friend, Justin Smart, who was 12. So the story starts on April 11th, 1980, at about approximately eight o'clock, the middle daughter Tina went next door to where they were living in Ketty, California, to the Seabolts house to watch TV and then later, the second oldest child, Sheila, went over because she was going to spend the night at the Seabolts house and she sent her sister Tina back home approximately at nine thirty pm. The next day. Sorry, got ahead of myself.
4: You're
1: good. Um, All during that day on the 11th, while the girls and the younger two boys were at home, the oldest son, John, and his friend, Dana, had went to the nearby town of Quincy to just hang out with friends and do teenage boy stuff, I guess. I don't know. And they had went back and forth getting um, hitchhiking and getting rides from Ketty to Quincy throughout the whole day. And the last time anyone saw them was at a party that was going on at the Oakland camp in Quincy, but I could not find any specified time as when the last time they were seen. So on April 12th, which was the next morning at about seven o'clock in the morning, Sheila came back home And when she opened the door, she saw two bodies on the ground and another body under a yellow blanket and smelled a horrific smell, which I could only assume was the blood. And the body under the blanket turned out to be her mother, Sue, and the other two bodies were that of her brother, John, and his friend, Dana. She turned around immediately and ran back to the Seabolt's cabin to get help. And the dad of the Seabolt family came back with her, saw the bodies, walked around the cabin, saw the three younger boys, which were Greg and Rick and their friend Justin, in a back bedroom unharmed and got them out the window. And then the police came. It said all three bodies were in the living room. All three had been bound with electrical tape and extension cords and electrical cords, even though it was later discovered that no electrical tape had been in the house. Sue, the mother had been gagged with a bandana and her own panties, and she was nude from the waist down. She had been stabbed repeatedly in the chest. Her throat had been slashed and an imprint on the side of her head matched the butt of a Daisy BB shotgun. John, the brother, had been stabbed repeatedly. Also, his throat was slashed. The friend Dana had been manually strangled, and all three of them had blunt force trauma to the head, which had been caused by hammers. The two boys, Dana and John, were tied together and taped together at the ankles and wrists, and the mother, Sue, had been had her ankles tied together and her wrists tied together separately by herself. Two bloody knives were found at the scene. One was a steak knife type of knife that had been used with such force that the blade was bent at about a 25 degree angle. And one hammer was found in the house, and the house was covered. And so much blood and blood spatter and the evidence concluded that the murders had taken place in the living room because there was no other blood anywhere else in the cabin. Except for at one point at the investigation hours into the investigation, they realized that the middle daughter, Tina was missing and they found a small pool of blood on her bed. At this at this point though, even though they realized she was missing, the focus did not shift into a search until after they were done processing the cabin and I could not find out why. Like, in my opinion in Cody's opinion when we were talking about this, like, there is a potential child missing, drop what the fuck you're doing and go find the kid. <laughs> what the fuck? So when Sheila, the sister that came home and found the bodies, was allowed back in, she determined that her sister, that Tina's jacket, shoes, and a shoebox that she kept various tools in were all missing. The only thing that they could find evidence-wise in the house besides the two knives and the hammer was an unidentified fingerprint on the handrail leading off the back door steps. The phone was off the hook and the lights were all turned off and the curtains were all drawn. Now, the boy that had been spending the night with the other ones, Justin Smart, his mom, Marilyn Smart, later claimed to have found Tina's bloody coat in her basement and gave it to the police. But that was never noted on any official document. And her husband, Martin, also claimed that he was missing a hammer from his house, which Cody will go into later, because it has to do with the conspiracies. It said, um, upon interviewing nearby residents, no one claimed to have heard anything except only one couple who woke up around 1.30 a.m. that night to maybe the sound of muffled screaming, but they couldn't tell where it was coming from, so they went back to sleep. And the next-door neighbors, the Seabolts, where the two girls had been earlier in the night and where Sheila had spent the night, said they did recall seeing an unknown green van parked out at the Sharps' house around 9 p.m., but nobody knew when it left and nobody knew where it came from. And they don't remember, like, who, if anybody got out of it or anything like that. Said so the only other clues were that of the boy's friend, Justin Smart, who went back and forth on details that night. He first told investigators that he thought he dreamed that the murders happened. Then he changed his story and said that he had heard unusual sounds coming from the living room and opened up the door because they were in the back bedroom watching TV. And to check out what was going on, he saw two men in the living room with Sue, one with long hair and a mustache, and one with short hair and glasses. And then it was then that John and Dana came home and started a fight with the men. Tina heard the fight and came into the room, and one of the men took her out the back door. Again, no neighbors heard this fight at all, and neither did Rick or Greg, the two boys of the family that were in the same bedroom as Justin Smart, never confirmed this or claim to have heard anything either. So, like, I don't know if that's true or not, or if he just dreamed this because he was only 12 years old at the time. At some point, and I couldn't figure out when or why, the FBI were called in because at this point they assumed that Tina was kidnapped. But they backed away from the investigation because they deemed that the Department of Justice was doing a fine job, even though they waited like hours before anybody was like, oh, by the way, this 12-year-old girl is missing, but we're not going to look for her right now. Um, they did eventually block off a five-mile radius around the cabin and searched it by grid pattern and with um, search dogs, but no evidence was ever found. Until October, April 22, 1984, three years and 11 days after the murder and disappearance, a guy who was out collecting bottles and pieces of metal with his metal detector stumbled upon a piece of cranium in part of a mandible, which was at a place called Camp 18, which was in a town called Feather Falls, California, which was 100 miles away from Ketty, California. And shortly after announcing the discovery, the Sheriff's County where this um, incident, where the body parts were found, the bone parts were found, sorry, was called Butte County Sheriff's Office. And they announced that they had found these remains They got an anonymous call that said the remains were Tina Sharps. Near the remains, a child's blanket was found, a blue nylon jacket, a pair of Levi jeans with a missing back pocket, and an empty surgical tape dispenser. And that was all that was found. And the coroner of Butte County Sheriff's was able to determine that the remains were that of Tina. I couldn't figure out, it didn't say why, And Cody and I can only speculate that maybe because there was blood in her bed from when she was missing, they were able to do maybe like a DNA. And that was the last of any evidence that was found at this point. And Cody will take over the conspiracy part now. Okay, so...
4: The Plumas County Sheriff's Office questioned anyone who could have heard or witnessed something that could help solve the case. Among those that they interviewed was Sharp's neighbor, Justin Easton's stepfather. So Justin, the boy that was spending the night that claimed to have maybe heard, maybe seen something, but kept changing his story, had a stepfather named Martin Short. Martin, I'm sorry, Martin Short. <laughs> Martin Smart. What he told investigators made him a prime suspect in the case. Not Justin, the little boy, but this Martin guy. According to Smart, on the night of the murders, a friend of his by the name of... <laughs> this name is great. I'm going to mess it up. His name is Severin John Bo- Bobaday was staying with the Smarts on a temporary basis. He had said he... Said he and Bobadé first met a few weeks earlier at the Veterans Administration Hospital, where they were both receiving treatment for uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Smart claimed to suffer from PTSD as a result of his time spent fighting in the Vietnam War. He went on to say that earlier in the evening of April 11, April 11th, he, his wife Marilyn, and Bo decided to go to the backdoor bar for a few drinks. Smart. Worked as a chef at the back door bar, but this night he was off. On the way to the bar, the group stopped in on Sue Sharp and asked her if she wanted to join them for drinks. She told them no, so they left and went to the bar, which that could have been the green van.
1: That could have been, yeah.
4: But nobody knows that for sure. At the bar, the Smarts complained angrily to the manager about the music that was playing they left shortly afterward and went back to the smarts cabin Marilyn watched television then went to bed uh the smarts so angry about the music called the manager and complained again he and Bo then went back to the bar for more drinks suspecting that they now had a prime suspect the plumas county sheriff contacted the department of justice in sacramento and two doj investigators um and concluded additional interviews on Martin and Marilyn Smart and Bo. During the interview with Marilyn, she told the investigators that she and Martin separated the day after the murders. She said he was short tempered, violent, and abusive. After the interview with the Smarts and Bo were completed and Martin was polygraphed, the DOJ investigators decided that none of them were involved with the murders, which is absolutely crazy because the two boys that were left alive were in the same room as his son. So for me, that's like a giant like pointer because it wasn't like they just killed adults and didn't kill any kids they killed kids and there was a kid missing still so for them to leave three other people still alive in the house and i can't imagine them not knowing that they were there like You would think that they would have searched the whole house if they already went into another bedroom and found a little girl. Yeah, because
1: the cabin was small. The cabin was was
4: extremely small. It was like two bedroom with a basement. It wasn't like a big cabin. It was like a little cabin that people would camp at. And then after a while, they started renting out the um, cabins to people to live there and work instead of tourists. So it was like a small like campground cabin that you would stay in if you went camping um
1: which makes it even more right odd that first of all those cabins are like on top of each other so how did nobody hear it right and then justin claimed he heard noise but the other two boys didn't hear anything so how was that possible
4: and the murder was the murder was like really brutal too like you can't tell me that none of them screamed and like Some of them, like, were strangled, which is, like, suggests a crime of passion. And, like, there was a blanket over the lady. So that suggests to me that, like, whoever killed them, like, they knew they're killers. Because that's usually how it goes on that kind of thing. Um, Marilyn Smart was interviewed again at a later date. She told investigators that Martin Smart hated John Sharp. She also admitted that the early morning of April 12th, she saw Martin burning something in the fireplace. Um, and then also a couple other things on the smart guy Um, he was living for a time in Portland and then joined Marilyn at her aunt's home in Bernie I'm not sure where that's at the aunt Joan Andrews told a member of the Plumas County Sheriff's Office that Marilyn told her of an alleged incident concerning Martin Smart when they were in Phoenix Um, Martin got into an argument with his father and then went out and purchased items to make a bomb to blow up his father's house Andrew said that while living with her, she allegedly saw Smart practice throwing a hatchet quite a bit and kept the hatchet in his residence. He also tried to purchase guns during this time. Andrew also said that Smart um, spent a considerable amount of time reading the Bible and was fanatical about other people's morals, according uh, to information. And then that also Marilyn said that her husband allegedly tried to run her over and one of her sons once and in eighteen and in nineteen eighty allegedly pulled a knife on her and threatened to cut her, but she stayed with him um, Smart arrived in ketty sometime in nineteen eighty and went to uh work as a cook in that bar that I mentioned earlier, and that's when they moved into cabin twenty six smart lost his job just prior to the ketty murders, and having interviewed former uh, resort co-owner. Um, let's see. They asked him like why he got fired, and they said that they just said his cooking wasn't satisfactory. Um, and that he was supporting himself and his family by allegedly selling drugs and manu- manufacturing cash. This was allegedly happening during and after his job as a cook. So one of the theories is that um this Bo and this Martin guy were like together selling drugs, and Bo or Martin could have been an informant, and so the police didn't really want to look into them because they were working on something bigger while using them as informants and they didn't want to um they didn't want to ruin the bigger case that they were working on because these guys are obviously like violent guys, and they just kind of were like, nah. They didn't do it. Um, There was also rumored that Keddie had a large drug house um, and he knew who ran it. The guy who owned the um, bar knew who ran it, who dealt drugs, and there were more rumors. Um, And Sue said Sue was to be counseling Martin's wife, Marilyn, about leaving her husband because he was abusive and wasn't faithful. Um, And that also. Smart was very possessive, jealous. He said that he learned that Marilyn was allegedly the same way and these factors played why um, into why the two men and probably others went to cabin 28 sometime at that night. So they're thinking that it was at least two men that went to the cabin and that maybe Sue was interfering with um, Mar- Mar- the Marilyn and Marty's marriage. It's really hard to say, but um, They couldn't, like, prove that or whatever. And still, like, even if Sue was interfering with the marriage, like, why would you kill the children? That's just insane to me. Um, And then we have Tina, the little girl that was missing. Um, To begin with, the crime scene was never properly secured. Even more astounding was the amount of time that it took for the police to realize that Tina Sharp was missing. When the first police officers arrived at the scene, Justin tried to tell them that Tina was missing, but they ignored what the boy was saying. It wasn't until, after, until hours later that everyone realized that the 12-year-old daughter of the murdered woman was gone. Um, Sheila was able to determine that Tina's jacket, shoes, and shoebox containing various tools were absent. And I'm not sure why Tina had a shoebox, but apparently this little girl had a shoebox that she took with her everywhere. And the sister Sheila noticed that it was missing. Um, And there was no indication of forced entry, which wasn't surprising at the time because it was the 80s and nobody really locked their doors up there. Um, Tina was believed to have been abducted from the crime scene. Her disappearance was initially investigated by the FBI. Um, But the FBI, like Jessica said, had backed off because the Justice, the Department of Justice was doing an adequate job, which is crazy because they weren't doing anything. Um, And then, like Jessica said, they found um the skull because the bottle collector discovered it and we couldn't really find out how or when they proved it to be Tina's which was really crazy like we were looked in every website and nothing could tell us like because in the 80s DNA wasn't really a thing yet so you would think it would have taken to the late 90s or
1: 2000s for them to match it by DNA Yeah, everything just kept saying it was concluded that the remains were Tina's. Right. And I
4: did hear where they thought it was going to be a young girl anyway. So I don't even know if, like, the person who called in, they were just like, oh, well, this does look to be a young girl. So, sure, we'll just say it's Tina's. It's just absolutely sane. Um, And then... This is why it was suspicious. First, there was the find. He doesn't, um, one of the detectives doesn't believe that a real bottle hunter happened to stumble upon the girl's remains three years to the day of the murders and her disappearance. He believes that someone knew where Tina would be found and happened to make it public by having someone not directly connected to the Kitty case make the discovery. Um, And he also said that where she was discovered, which is Camp 18, is hard to find. I knew where it was. The The detective knew where it was from researching it on Google Maps and Google Earth and became quite um, the kind do how the road systems and the networks worked up there. But when it came to going there, the roads are not labeled and they're not mapped correctly. So it was really far back in and really hard to find. Um, as much work as the detective had done, has done, he still got lost trying to get there twice. Um, Somebody would, like, why would you be that far back looking for bottles? I mean, considering you would have to carry the bottles, like, back out of the woods. That's just kind of odd to me. Um, Where Tina was found was a ways off the dirt road in the wild. The location of her skull is the last place a bottle hunter would look for bottles near Camp 18, which is another reason the detective believes the man who discovered the remains involvement is less than accidental. Um... Let's see what else. One tip that led to the news flurry in 2016 came about in helping the detective find a hammer. So apparently someone called, um, I guess this tip came by way of someone who attended a wedding in the area. A woman lost a ring. So the man returned with medical metal detector to find it. And what he discovered was a hammer in a dried-up pond near the resort. Um, He left the hammer, but then he eventually called the detective to turn it in. And the detective and the unnamed man went to the pond. By then, it was full of water, but they did manage to recover the hammer. And the hammer matches the physical description of the one that Martin Smart said that he lost, which is too coincidental for me. Like, why would you tell the police, like, I'm missing a hammer. I know off the top of my head that, like, my husband has a million hammers. If he was missing one, he would not notice for a very long time until he went to look for that specific hammer. Unless Martin was like, oh, people got murdered next door, I better go through a checklist of my tools and tell them I'm missing a hammer. It's just really, really suspicious. And then to find that same hammer with the same description in a pond years later is just really weird to me. Um. The hammer was covered with rust, and they're hoping that some sort of evidence will be discovered and that the evidence will link someone or perhaps several suspects to the murder. Um, And then we have Justin and his story. Um, This is really, really crazy. He told the investigators that he was asleep during the murders, as were the other boys, and that he did not hear anything. In a later interview, he described in detail a dream that he had where he was on a boat and saw John and Dana, which were the boys killed, and they were fighting with a man with long black hair, a mustache, and black glasses, who was carrying a hammer. The man threw John overboard of the boat, and then Dana also, and then Dana, and Dana said he was very drunk. That doesn't even make any sense, but whatever. He went on to describe seeing a body that was covered in a sheet lying on the bow of the boat. He looked under the sheet and saw Sue, who had a knife cut in her chest. He tried to help her by patching the wound with a rag, which ended up throwing into the water. In reality, Sue Sharp did have a knife wound in her chest. Another time while being polygraphed, Justin told the polygrapher that he thought that he saw the murders. He said that a noise woke him up. And then he got up and looked through the door of the living room. He said he saw Sue Sharp laying on the sofa and that there were two men standing in the middle of the room. He described the men, one with black glasses, black hair and dark glasses, the other with brown hair wearing army boots. John Sharp and Dana ran, came into the room and began arguing with the two men. A fight broke out. Dana tried to escape out through the kitchen, but the man with the brown hair hit him with a hammer. And that's really specific stuff. Thick. At first, he didn't remember after having the crazy dream about them being drunk and stabbed in the chest. John was being attacked by the man with the black hair and Sue tried to help John. Justin said at this point he hid behind the door. He then saw the men trying to tying up John and Dana. He also claimed he saw Tina come into the living room holding a blanket and asking what was going on. The two men grabbed her and took her out the back door and as Tina tried to call for help. He said the man with the black hair used a pocket knife to cut Sue in the middle of her chest. Justin worked with a sketch artist to come up with the posits of the two men. And Maisie, I'll send you the composites because I have them on my phone. Um, So that's really specific stuff for Justin to not remember. And then suddenly come out and says he remembered. And by the way, this Martin guy was his stepdad. So if for whatever any reason, if he was afraid of his stepdad he might not have
1: came out and said it away. Yeah, like and apparently the stepdad was abusive right to the mother and everything as well. So if he did witness what was going on and he's young, I mean he's only like 12 at this point. So it would be hard to kind of cope with what you saw right. or Seeing what you your thought dad you murder, saw. Murder, exactly. Murder your friends
4: and your friends mom um, and all that trauma. Um, and then there's misplaced rumors or evidence. And one of the neighbors, um, which was the mother of Justin, later claimed she had found a bloody jacket belonging to Tina in her basement, which was one of the items missing, and had turned it into police. But no official record of this bloody jacket exists. Coincidence. Also, a counselor, Martin evidently was seeing a therapist because of his PTSD. And right before he he actually moved away from this area, but right before he moved away, he had this therapist, and he told the therapist that he had admitted to murdering Sue and Tina, um, but claimed that he didn't have anything to do with killing the boys. And he told the therapist that Tina was killed to prevent her from identifying him, She had witnessed the whole thing, which just matches up to the story of Justin. Like, if Tina came out and saw it, then she was killed, too. But, of course, he probably knows Justin's not going to talk because Justin's scared of him. Um, And then there was also a love letter, or a handwritten letter, love letter, um, from Smart to his wife. And it's really close to a confession. The letter is on a flowery yellow stationery and was written just weeks after the murders. By this point, Smart and Bo had been interviewed and allowed to leave the Plumas County area, and they had left and went to Oregon, which is also crazy. Like, if they left the whole area, come on now. Um, And it's a love letter in which Smart is begging and demanding his wife to come back to him. And the letter states that, I've paid the price of your love, and now that I have bought it with four people's lives. You tell me that we are through. Great. What else do you want? And he also signed the letter. Um, Marilyn Smart reportedly moved out of the cabin uh, April 12th, the same day as the murders were discovered, which is so crazy. Um, And the detectives know exactly where she went and why. Um, Although she was angry that her husband was having an affair with Sue Sharp, um, she, too, allegedly was seeing something else. So they found out that, like, Sue and this Martin guy were also having an affair. And this Marilyn got, girl was having an affair with somebody else on top of all this. How are they not suspects? I will never know. Um, Marilyn reportedly gave the sheriff's office the letter at some point in the past. They're not sure when because they didn't keep evidence. When she was asked about it, uh, the detective said... She claimed not to remember it. She did, however, recognize her former husband's handwriting when she was shown the letter. The letter was addressed to Maryland at their former uh, Keddie post office box. Smart gave his address in
1: Klamath Falls. Um, and I'll jump in really quick. One other thing that's really odd is the whole... Um, flurry to basically reopen the case in 2016 when they found the hammer also had them digging out all the old case files which is when marilyn was interview re-interviewed about the letter she said she didn't remember giving it to him but that that was her husband's handwriting it was at that point that they also found the tape of the anonymous phone call that said oh, by the way, that skull you found was Tina Sharps. Right. And it had not been logged into evidence. It had just been sitting at the bottom of a box. And nobody knows who the voice is on it. And there's, like, no other evidence about the tape. But they did at least find it. So maybe at some point in time they can like match up voices voice recordings with it i don't know but that really crappy tape like it's really hard to
4: understand now but they when they when they officially got the tape they never logged it into evidence it just ended up in another box right
1: another piece of the conspiracy as to what the heck there's a coat that was supposedly given to them by Marilyn sharp that nobody has seen and it's not logged into evidence A letter that she gave them, but wasn't logged into evidence. So they don't know when she gave it to them. And now she's like, Oh, I don't remember giving that to them, but yeah, that's my husband's handwriting.
4: Yeah. It's so, and then, Oh,
1: by the way, here's a tape of the anonymous call that told the people that this skull found in the middle of nowhere was Tina Sharps. We just won't log this into evidence. We'll just throw it into a
4: box. Maybe somebody will find it later. Um, so I have a thing here that says DOJ investigators get a slap from the locals. When details of the interviews that DOJ investigators had conducted an interview with Martin and Bo, um, the Plumas County authorities were livid. So apparently the people who were supposed to investigate this, which was the Plumas County authorities, were mad because the DOJ interviewed Martin and Bo. Um Let's see. The DOJ were accused of sloppy work and failing to fact check or pursue clarification for obvious discrepancies made by Smart and Bo. Uh, during the initial interview, Bo said that he had worked as a Chicago police officer for 18 years but retired after being shot while on the line of duty. This was an obvious lie which could have been quickly spotted had they paid attention to the date birth of Bo but also lied about how long he had lived in Keddie by adding two weeks to the time. And he also said that Marilyn was his niece with a lie. So you have this guy with, with Martin that supposedly committed these murders and he's lying about his date of birth, everything. Um, He claimed Marilyn was awake when he and smart came home after their second trip to the bar. Had anyone been paying attention, they could have caught that it contradicted with what Marilyn said, which was that she was asleep when the two men came home um Bo said she never that he never met sue sharp which contradicted what marilyn said about the three of them stopping at the sharp house and inviting them inviting her for a drink um let's see in one interview smart said that his stepson justin might have seen something on the night of the murders adding without me detecting him at the end of the sentence the investigators either missed the implications in smarts slip up or they weren't listening Smart talked to the investigators about the hammers that um, were used in the murder, adding that he recently lost his own hammer. And there were no follow-up interviews with Smart and Bo since the investigators believed that the pair had no involvement in the murders. And no longer a prime suspect, Martin Smart moved to Klamath, California. Bo returned to Chicago and scammed several police officers out of money, but he was caught and almost did prison time, but he died before he got the chance. Um, And this is the last little part. In 1996, um, somebody else was examined as a potential suspect in the murders named Robert Joseph Silveria Jr. Um, The cabin in which the murders occurred were demolished in 2004. In a 2008 documentary on the murders, Marilyn Smart claimed that she suspected her husband, Martin, and his friend, Beau, um, were responsible for the murders of Sue, John, Dana, and Tina. And this is after Martin's dead. So she, if she was afraid of him and wouldn't say it while he was alive, she waited until he was dead to say it. Um, Marilyn claimed that on the evening of the crimes, she had left Martin and Beau at a local bar around 11 and returned home to go to sleep. Around 2 a.m. on April 12th, she stated she awoke to find the two burning an unknown item in the wood stove. Additionally, she alleged that Martin hated Johnny Sharp with a passion. However, in the 2008 documentary, Sheriff Doug Thomas told the filmmakers he had personally interviewed Martin and confirmed he had successfully passed a polygraph examination. Martin Smart died of cancer in Portland, Oregon, in June of the year 2000. Bo, who allegedly had ties to organized crime in Chicago, died there in 1988. So Bo died in Chicago in 1988, and Martin died in 2000. And then when Martin died in 2000, not long after his death, his his therapist told the Plumas County Sheriff's Office that Smart had confessed to him that he killed Sue Sharp because she was trying to convince Marilyn to leave him. Smart never mentioned who killed John, Dana, or Tina. He also told the therapist that it was easy to beat the polygraph and that he and Plumas County Sheriff Doug Thomas were friends. And one time he let Thomas move in with him. Um, there's also been a DNA match to a living person of interest. Um, they know who the individual is and where to find this person, but they haven't disclosed anything about it or whether they might question that person or not again, or if they're considering arrest. Um, like I said, I sent. I will send the pictures to you, Maisie, so you can post them on our Twitter um, if anybody has any knowledge about the Ketty murder case or he and she is invited to call the Ketty Hotline at I don't have an area code for this, so it doesn't really matter. 2836360. Um my sources were Wikipedia, thought, thought co the lineup, and Plumas News. But yeah, that's our messed up case that has absolutely no answers whatsoever, other than I think that the two men who did it were dead well i know they're dead but i'm glad they're dead and i think that they had ties to like
1: some the department kind of, of justice which yeah. is why the department of justice like
4: they were informants or something yeah, and they were working the on a bigger case and didn't want to just solve because apparently this family was also like the, i guess some of their neighbors and people in the area thought they were white trash so apparently like maybe this family just wasn't good enough to bust these people because they were using them for something bigger or something more important. Um, Cause we've seen that happen before. So that's what I figured out about it. That's the only conclusion I could come to. There was also a conspiracy that maybe the two boys did hitchhike home. And when the boys hitchhiked home that the hitchhikers came in and, and started killing people. But to me, it seemed like a crime of passion where they were strangled and the knife was bent and they were covered up. And also, I think if it was hitchhikers, they would have killed everybody in the house and not just like leaving the stepson um, and the two other boys alive. I think they would have murdered everybody. So that's all I got. That's what we got. And what do you guys think? Oh my God, what a ride! Like, not in a good way. Well, it's really hard, too. There's so much information, and it's hard to, like, sort it out in order, because I kept finding more stuff. Yeah. Like, can everybody just calm down for a second? Yeah.
2: That's so messed up.
3: But, like, everybody that I mean, that's a lot of murder.
4: Yeah, there were four of them. (laughs) Yeah. Because the older daughter was next door.
2: She's gonna that's a like,
1: lot of murder
4: yeah I'm just it's
1: like right. there I... was one sorry there was one theory too that maybe the main focus of it was the Tina girl um just to abduct her to abduct her and that the other murders but she had been next door at the same house as her sister Sheila watching TV and Sheila stayed the night like how did how What else would that person know that Tina came home and didn't stay the night and
3: right
1: yeah um the boys had been back and forth john and dana from ketty to quincy all day so like there's no record of like were they killed because they walked in on somebody abducting tina it has to be the yeah like it has to be
4: it has to be and if it was a serial killer like it would have been linked to
1: other crimes in it because it seems kind of like Like, yeah it was 100% just it was messed up
3: there's one case where I do think the serial killer theory is valid and that's the non-Syed case but it's just this is not one of them this is so dumb (laughs) I agree I bet the survivors just feel awful like how do you deal with that That's your family.
4: They're all gone. Right. And then they didn't know that the little girl was missing, even though they were told that she was missing. And then they really didn't
1: like look for
4: like the area that they searched was really small and this is like wilderness. (laughs) Yeah,
1: this isn't like down south California, like LA, San Diego. This is up north California, like like Sierra. Sierra Nevadas and Logging trails, and and
4: if you look up the cabins, I'll try to find one to send to Maisie, but they're really creepy because like a lot of them got demolished and they're like all dilapidated now, but um, some of
1: them are still standing, um, so it's just really creepy. Yeah, if you do watch the BuzzFeed episode, um, they go up there to look at where the cabin used to stand, and sadly, it really reminds me a lot of like. <laughs> the hotels up in Gatlinburg that were all run down were like where they rent them out to like weekly people before they got burned up in the fire like that's the type of area it was low income and things like that
4: exactly jeez Violet are you alive?
0: I am I'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) you didn't miss anything (laughs) I am alive.
3: So I think I've heard this one done before, but not from this perspective. I think it was from the daughter that lived. And so, like, my mind is blown with all of this information I didn't know. Also, I just forget stuff.
4: Same. (laughs) I kept finding more. Like, the more I look, the more. Because most of the articles were really vague. Like we had to search forever for Justin's age. Like we could not.
1: Yeah, I was find like, it. how old? Because I was I was writing down everybody's age to help keep keep it along. And then I was like, every article I clicked, it just kept saying the friend Justin Smart. And then Cody finally did find it. And I was like, how long did that take us to find how old this one kid was? Yeah. Because when you hear about the story about like, maybe he dreamed it, maybe he didn't. Then you're like, well, was he young? Like the youngest. Um, sharp kid was five years old so that's an age where you could maybe like they would get confused yeah but like if they were older like they 12 or whatever and then like he was 12 so you would think that he would be able to recognize the difference and i i didn't read anything else about whether he was still alive or not me either i don't know but you would think like At that young age, if it was his stepfather and he was scared of him, which obviously you would, so you'd try to help out by giving kind of clues, but you don't want to say, oh, it was my stepdad because he might come back and get you.
4: Oh, yeah. If you were 12 and your dad was already abusive and you saw or you thought he did that, I mean, I I can't imagine speaking out against that as a 12-year-old. I can't. Like, because you know, like, if your dad abducted a little girl... Or even if Bo did it, like, you would think. And that's
1: the other thing anyway, too. Like, why take her? Like, they already killed the mom, the brother of Tina and John and the brother's friend. Like, just kill her. Um, Well, they probably needed to rape her. molest her. Because... Well, that was the thing, too, because it said the mom was found naked from the waist down, and but I think that was literally only because they used her panties, it said, as a gag for her, right? but it was never, like, it, she wasn't raped, she wasn't Well, I mean, hell, molested. wasn't there, like, a dish
4: towel laying around? Like, what, what are you, like, I need to gag her, well, f- get her panties, like, get a dish towel, yeah. get a washcloth. The cloth, whole thing get a... is... Or just
2: big... go home! How about that? Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the panties. No, go
2: home. (laughs) Just drink some water. Done. Go home. I think everyone needs to take a nap.
3: Oh my gosh. We can't. We We have to
2: record another episode. (laughs) So, um, Um, I I mean, I don't
3: think any of us are panty taking off and using them as gag stage. So, I think we'll be okay. (laughs) um,
0: Yeah. God. (laughs) So, what do we all like this week?
2: Uh,
4: (laughs) Not not that. I like nothing. Um, I seriously slept probably like 18 out of 24 hours every day last week. Cause Damn. it just raining and my body hurts so bad. My back hurts so bad. It just makes me tired and I sleep. So I'll be like, Oh, I'm going to lay, just lay down for like a minute and listen to a podcast and I'll just fall asleep. And then last night, the electric went out in the middle of the night and the wind was blowing and it was super scary. I thought our house was going to blow down. And then I was like, it's raining. What if the mountain behind my house, like rock slides, we're all going to die. Cause that's where my anxiety goes. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then I, I, I don't like I can answer that. Something that Cody likes because we, I introduced it to her last night before she went home and thought her house was going to fall down. Yeah, And that is, dicky's barbecue yeah we ate
4: at dicky's barbecue it that was,
1: was delicious and we
4: ate at cheddars today and it was really good <laughs> I, like I know that. the
1: owner of dicky's
0: barbecue really yeah true fact i worked uh with his daughter uh taylor taylor if you listen to our podcast i don't think you do but would up uh, miss you yeah super isn't nice it guy a chain? what
2: isn't it a chain
0: yeah, but the one where they're talking about, I know. Oh, I right. see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
4: Cool, 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 cool. What do you oh. like, Jessica?
1: Well, I like Dickie's Barbecue. That's why I brought it it's really
4: good.
0: <laughs> can't can't disagree with that.
1: 10 out of 10 recommend their Polish kielbasa and baked potato casserole. <laughs> oh my
2: yeah. I want a baked potato in my mouth right now. <laughs>
1: um,
2: I like baked potatoes. That being said, hey! <laughs> Got you.
1: Fun fact, when I was pregnant with this last pregnancy... I, of course I wanted to eat all the time, but one day at work, they were asking me what I wanted to eat. And I don't know, out of nowhere my brain just said I needed ham or Polish sausage. And I yelled, I want ham. Where can I get ham? Where can you order ham? And they were like, your eyes were very crazy. Jessica. (laughs) You needed some ham. I needed some (laughs) ham. Um,
0: I like, that I've been reliving my youth um, (laughs) by listening to bands uh, that I listened to in the ninth grade and 10th grade um, and watching TV shows and movies that I just was obsessed with back in the day. I even reminisced uh, with my good friend Paige last night. I was like, dude, do you remember that time we spray painted a dick on your mom's patio and then lit it on fire and we stole a shopping cart and threw it in the creek behind your house and (laughs) and I got my first concussion by running full force into a wall and it was uh
2: that was one night my first concussion
0: yeah I used to get them all the time that that year in particular I had four if you guys want to hear the concussion story next episode don't retweet because it'll be too late (laughs) 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 um but yeah no I've just been reliving a lot of youthful memories and I feel old and not super old but old enough where I miss looking cool in element (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts oh yeah (laughs) rip no I've been really I've been really enjoying it I've forgotten something that just makes me so incredibly happy like I was just crying, laughing, I watched uh of Bam last night, <laughs> and I was literally like sobbing with tears at how happy I was and I was like, Ooh. I've never been this happy, but I have like I used to do it all the time every time I get sad or I used to see it sad, I would just pop La Bam or wild Boys or jackass on, and it was just nice. It felt comforting. It was like they were there to throw Don Vito's pants in a swimming pool <laughs> and make fun of the way he talks. Right. And they were Seriously, there. Seriously, rest in peace.
1: <laughs> they really were. Yeah, uh, I yeah. get that's what I like. Sad about being old, I get to remember that I get to embarrass my teenage son now, and it's lots of fun. <laughs> no,
4: in I the really era of social
1: really media, was...
4: I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna be 35 in May." Like, fuck. Like, that's
1: old. Like My favorite thing now, so my oldest is 15, and then I have a 12-year-old, a 6-year-old, and the baby. And so my favorite thing now is, because I am on social media a lot, like, I know who people like, like Cardi B. So Luke will come and ask me something, and he'll say, hey, Mom, can I do this? And so instead of just answering regularly, I'll go, oh, And he's like, "Oh my God, stop it! That's, mm-hmm. awesome. yes. <laughs> That's hilarious!" So that i like,
3: "Mom," <laughs> so I'll go I like
1: two moms. I'll go, "Yeah, okay, go have fun playing Fortnite."
2: <laughs> I wish I could roll my R's, or I would be doing that all the time.
0: What do Sasha and Macy like?
2: Sasha likes potatoes. Oh
0: yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. And I can think, I think of like
2: that. is that vine where they're like a potato flew around. <laughs> 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 uh, I
3: like free lunch, so I got. Oh uh, hell yeah. There's like a bunch of conferences going on, and there was lunch, and it was left over, so I ate it, and then there was second lunch apparently, and so I stole one of those. I didn't steal it. It was offered to the office. I took one though, and I put my name on it, and now I have free lunch tomorrow.
1: My God. Well, I was thinking that you were going to eat it today, and I was going to call you a hobbitses, because they like I mean, lunch.
3: Yeah, I skip breakfast now, um. so I eat two lunches normally. It's so dumb.
2: Whatever you got to tell yourself to get through it.
3: Maisie, what do you like?
2: You I like having... <laughs> no, it's okay. I'll pick them up next episode. Um, I like having fresh flowers in my apartment. Oh, Love it. That's so amazing. Yeah, I we went to Ikea, and you know how they have, like, those fake plants, like, fake greenery? I was like, John, let's just get these for the top shelf in our kitchen. He was like, I don't want fake plants in my house. I was like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I didn't know you felt so strongly about <laughs> greenery but yeah we got some fresh flowers and i like it a lot are they planted or are they just in a vase um so we got some planted ones and then we got some vase ones so nice yeah i I just want to live in like an ivy nest yes yeah i almost bought
3: every bouquet at target the day after valentine's day because they were
2: discounted
3: they were they were so pretty too Ooh. But then I realized my cat would eat them and die. Mm,
2: don't do that. <gasps> don't do that.
3: Thanks for listening to Murder Blows. You can check us out at murderblows at twitter.com. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, on the, on the World Wide <laughs> Web.
0: h uh, t t p. That was the other way. Colon right. forward slash foreign slash. Um, right in the Zoom. <laughs>
3: Instagram. <laughs> Instagram and Murder Blows and drop us your sweet, sweet, uh, too close for comforts at murder, murderblows at gmail.com.
0: Thanks. Thanks murder for, having, uh,
1: thanks for oh. having Jessica the Jessica. Yes. <laughs> Thank, Thank you.
3: Jessica. Jessica. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> going to <be> right there. <laughs> yeah.
0: I thought I was muted and I made the most uncomfortable
4: noise. <laughs> I just went... Yeah. I actually Hi, it said... is Sasha.